This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The views expressed by guests on this program do not necessarily represent the views of the host or owners of the Doggy Diva Show and do not necessarily constitute endorsement of products. Medical information discussed by guests on this program are those of the guests and is only for informational purposes and should not replace medical advice by your local veterinarian professional. Hi, this is Susan Marie from the Doggy Diva Show. Coming up this week, does your dog do the pooch scooch? Also, one of the leading pet rescue organizations tells us about their Hurricane Harvey pet recovery and remembering your pets in special ways on National Pet Memorial Day. That's what's on our show today. Let's get to it. Hey, did you hear that? What is that? It's the bark heard round the world. The Doggy Diva Show. Here's Susan Marie. Welcome to the Doggy Diva Show, the show for animal lovers. I'm your host, Susan Marie, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-hosts, the Doggy Divas themselves, Francesca, Coco, and our newest little diva, Miss Olive. Miss Olive is the cute little Italian greyhound rescue in the picture with the microphone. Thank you for joining us today as we bring the experts in the pet and animal world right to you. So go grab a cup of coffee and your pet's favorite treat, and we'll be back in just a moment. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com Monica. Now this week I'm going to ask you about something that we don't always like to talk about, but sometimes our doggies do the pooch scoot. So can you help us out with that? Yes, I I love that. But and you'd be amazed how many clients are constantly in our office for what we call the pooch scooch. And we'll get, you know, the calls and I need to bring my dog in. She keeps scooching her butt on the floor. She might have worms. Um, I'm not sure what's going on. She keeps chewing back there. We don't see any fleas, but she's, she's definitely get some problems. And, you know, 99% of the time it is the anal glands and the anal glands are not fun by any means. And those pet owners who are aware of this problem, which is generally the majority a smaller dog problem. However, we have a lot of large dogs that have that problem. My sister has a big, cute, cuddly black lab, but this is the biggest lab and she has to come in monthly for her anal glands. So those clients who have experienced it, they know it's not 
it's a definite, definitive thing. And once you see the signs, you know what it is. You know what needs to be done. And luckily, it's a very easy fix. Um, but when you see your dog scooching the rear end, um, chewing, sometimes you'll see the tail tucked down. And oftentimes, they'll simply just look back there quickly. You know, kind of like the, who's that? Or what's there? You know, what's going on? Believe it or not, we have had pets come in that almost appear to be paralyzed. They, you know, will get complaints that they're very painful in the back end. They don't want to jump. Um, sometimes they'll even limp. And it's all a radiating pain from the anal glands. So where does it come from? Why does it happen? Anal glands were used more commonly when our pets were wild. Years ago, you know, they're instinctly there to mark their territory. So when, if you think of the anus as a clock, at three and nine o'clock, there is a gland that sits on each side. And they excrete that gland after they have a bowel movement. So it naturally puts this kind of like clear coating on top of the stool and they use it to deter predators and to deter other animals from invading their air, their territory and their space. Um, now that, you know, the pets have been, you know, bred down through the years, they don't have that instinctual kind of drive that they used to have. And sometimes it becomes harder for that gland to naturally express. So when that gland expresses naturally as it should, it's a very extremely thin liquid, almost watery. The longer the substance sits in that gland and isn't expressed out, the harder it becomes. And the harder it becomes, the harder it is to have the dog express them themselves naturally. It can become, you know, almost a paste and into a jelly form. And then it becomes very hard, almost waxy-like. And what can happen is when it gets too full and too hard, it will actually rupture. And that becomes a surgical fix. So you definitely do not want that to happen. When you see your pet scooching the butt, they're trying to express that themselves. They're trying to exert pressure over the area so they can, you know, try to express that gland. And sometimes they can do that by scooching and sometimes they cannot. So if you're seeing them scooching, you know, a couple of times, definitely bring them in. It's an easy expression. You know, Dr. Reinhardt can express or whoever you go to, you know, can express the gland for you. Um, on dogs that are brought into the groomers all the time, the groomers will express the anal glands as part of the grooming. Um, so that helps as well. But generally for those dogs that fill up, you know, we always recommend at least for a couple months in a row, checking them once a month with your veterinarian if you're starting to see an issue because you do kind of want to get a time a time idea of how quickly they are filling um, just so you can look for the signs because you do not want that to rupture and have an issue. But anytime you see that, and it's very painful that, you know, the pain from that, you know, just radiates up their spine. So it's very uncomfortable for them. You can see excessive panting from the pain issue, the scooching of the rut. Um, but there's lots of different signs. And usually if they do end up expressing them themselves, you, you know, if they're scooching the butt or something, you can usually smell it if they got enough out. It's got a very, very smooth foul smell. Um, so definitely be aware it's not the funnest of subjects, but you know, a lot of pet owners call and they're concerned. So if you see those signs, 
know what it is, know it's an easy fix, just call your vet, have a expression done, and your pet will be happy and healthy. And we want them happy and healthy and not doing that little dance on the floor. But I wanted to, um, you brought up something really important. I didn't even know this was a problem. We always had big dogs. And um, I never knew until we got Sophia, who was a small dog, that this was, I thought something happened to her back. And when I brought her in, it turned out that she needed her anal glands expressed. So that's, we, we're very cognizant of that. And we get their nails done. We always have it checked. So with the little guys, it is very important. But I'm glad you brought up that the big dogs can be um, a victim of this also. So as always, thank you. Though this is a very <laughs> sensitive matter. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this, uh, explaining it to us. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Coming up, the leader of the first national pet rescue in the nation stops by to share in their rescued efforts of the aftermath of Hurricane Harvey. Stay tuned. You think that you're rescuing them, but honestly, they're going to end up rescuing you. You don't know what they've gone through. And they're not going to be perfect. And they are so happy that you are taking a chance on them to be a part of your family. I urge you to go down to your local shelters, pounds, dog rescues, foundations, you name it, and rescue a dog. Once you get your rescue dog, you should definitely order some Dinovite. Go online and order it. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. (laughs) Dinovite. It's awesome stuff. 90 days of Dynavite will make your dog a happy dog. It will help them with their overall health. You don't need to spend thousands on vet bills. Dynavite is the best thing that's ever happened to my dogs, you know, besides me, of course. <laughs> Call 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everybody. And we have with us a very, very important person with us today. We have the CEO of American Humane, Dr. Robin Gansert. And Dr. Robin Gansert has done something that's very, very inspiring to a lot of us pet lovers, uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul books. They're so near and dear to many of us. And their pet, the pet theme books, well, they're great for us pet lovers. Can't get enough of them. Each book has 101 stories, and the most recent releases, um, The Dog Really Did That and The Cat Really Did That, are full of funny, heartwarming stories and how our canine and feline companions are so mischievous. Um, Now, we have Dr. Gansert, who wrote the forewords of them, and Dr. Gansert is a best-selling author radio host, television producer, animal lover, and the CEO of the American Humane. And the American Humane is the country's first national humane organization committed to ensuring the safety, welfare, and well-being of animals. Welcome, Dr. Gansert. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's thrilled to be here. (laughs) Our pleasure. 
Oh, and I'm sitting here with my three dogs who can't wait to hear our conversation. They're hoping <laughs> they get their names mentioned on your show, so we'll see. <laughs> I know. I have my co-host, my little Miss Olive, and then I have my Francesca here with me, my divas themselves. So, But I have to tell you, I loved, love, love these books. I'm looking at the cute little pug on The Dog Really Did That, and it is such a – and I love the um, the Chicken Soup for the Soul books, the especially the pet-related ones. I find them to be very inspiring. And the stories are short, but each story has so much meaning in it that I think you go back to read it over and over again. It's not one of those books you put away. So can you tell us about uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul and the books that um, that you penned that forward to? Absolutely. So Chicken Soup for the Soul has been just a terrific partner for American Humane. They've partnered with us in the past couple of, of pet books. And uh, what I love is uh, each of these books, one for the cat, one for the dog, uh, really does celebrate the healing power of the human-animal bond. There's great stories of dogs and cats that have been rescued, how they've changed our lives, and uh, they make you laugh. Some stories make you cry, but they always, at the end, just really make you feel so good about having an animal in your life. And I think they have changed life, these books, because once you read them, you really do want to open up your heart and your home to a new best friend. And and I think that that's so important. Absolutely. And I mean, so many of the stories are based on rescue pets, and that's very inspiring. And that's that's kind of like what this is all about. I mean, it's so great to adopt and to have a book and to have a group of books that encourage it and that actually benefit from it. It's so wonderful. Now, I have to ask you a question. I have mine. Do you have a favorite story in the book? I do, I do. Well, in the cat book, I want to tell you about a favorite story. And the reason it's my favorite is because it does involve one of my good friends, Janet. And it involves an American Humane Rescue effort last summer in West Virginia. If you recall, West Virginia had horrific flooding. It didn't get the kind of news coverage that we're talking about today with Harvey. But it was a horrific flood, and it wiped out so many homes. And what I love about this story is there was a trio of kittens that were able to get their way on a trash can lid. The mother we could never find. But they were floating in the water on a lid of a trash can, and they were saved by American Humane Rescuers. And uh, this one volunteer of ours, Janet, she, you know, these kittens were a week old, and they needed to be bottle-fed. And so she took them back to her, her motel room as she was a first responder on the ground, and she bottle-fed them and fell in love with them. Two were adopted right away in West Virginia. And the third one, she said, she looked in those eyes, and they just filled her heart. And she said, that that little kitten's going to go home with her to Florida. And I have to tell you, that little kitten is now named Hava, the Hebrew variant of the word love, and lives now in South Florida. And I think that that kitty's just won the kitty cat lottery with a beautiful forever oh, home with and, and that's such a wonderful story. I love that story. It's <laughs> gives me goosebumps every time because I know how special Janet is and I know that this little cat Hava is just absolutely adorable and we've told Janet we're going to put Hava on one of our new rescue trucks a photo of Hava because oh. she's just too too sweet and that's a true rescue story too and and we're yes. going to talk about the effects of Hurricane Harvey and just as I read the forward I read about Daisy which is of course one of your pets can you tell us about your pets Yes, I can. I have, and Daisy is so glad to be mentioned. She's sitting here right beside me wondering when she's going to be mentioned. She actually has done the chicken soup book tour with me, so she's really got a little bit of a diva attitude. So I think she's perfect for being on this 
Uh, she is. Uh, she had an interesting background, and this is what I just love to share Daisy's story. She was returned twice to an animal shelter before she was nine months old. It just goes to show that you know that someone didn't have the patience for her, didn't understand her. There wasn't, you know, wasn't a chance for her to become part of that forever you know, family. And then the shelter director called me. She had met my son and my son had said, I really want a little white dog for my birthday. And they went into cahoots and all of a sudden I get a phone call. I have the, the dog for your son. I'm like, what's this about? You've got the dog for my son. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, of course, when it comes to my, my baby boy, I was like, absolutely. If he said he wanted the white dog, I will come by and get it. And honest to goodness, I picked up Daisy and she's been with us now over six years and she just rules the roost as a, a little 10 pound little oh. white furry dog. The cats and the other dogs, they all line up to whatever Daisy says. <laughs> yes, because she's the diva. <laughs> she is. She is. And she just wants to make sure that everyone knows she has a beautiful new caller on today that has her tag with her ID information, oh, which is really important so for important. all of us to know. We have to have the tag with the ID information. So she's really proud of her new caller. Oh, well, <laughs> Daisy, thank you for being on our show. I read about you and I loved you immediately. <laughs> uh, and so she does give us stories of when I think about Daisy's stories, the dog really did that. And it's so, so true. And, and also the cat really did that. And I want to share with you that every book sold provides a royalty that goes to American Humane and our life-saving rescue work. So not only are you reading great stories about rescue and compassion and kindness and the hilarious stories that these cats and dogs uh, provide for us, um, what I love is that each book does good because each book does provide a royalty for American Humane to continue our life-saving work with boots on the ground for us responders. And and the work that you do is absolutely phenomenal. And it makes the reader feel good. I know when I got this book, it makes the reader feel good because you're paying it forward and you're paying it forward to a true organization that does, that changes the lives of animals. It's It's amazing what you do. Saying that, you know, as we're speaking about animals and our pets and we have to talk about what's going on um, in Texas uh, and the rescue efforts of American Humane and their assistance um, in those affected by Hurricane Harvey. I mean, I heard on the news that over 185,000 homes have been either damaged or destroyed. People are out of their homes. We watched the boats come in and get the animals who unfortunately were left behind and you know, I know that your team, your team is right down in there. Can you tell us what your team has seen and what's going on in the rescue efforts of Texas? Well, this is our generation's version of Katrina. So it's, it's really large-scale disaster. And I will say there's been tremendous lessons learned from Katrina for people to evacuate with their animals. However, this is so large-scale that not everybody could do that. And so we do have really crisis situations on the ground for uh, for cats, dogs, horses, livestock. It's really, it's a tremendous disaster of larger scales that we could imagine. American Humane is now on the ground in three areas as of just last night. So we originally deployed to the city of Orange Grove right outside of Corpus Christi, which is where the storm made landfall. And we provided for immediate help with uh, boots on the ground, 
uh, uh, pet food delivery, medical supplies, because, you know, you think about it, your home floods, and if you don't have enough pet food with you, all the, you know, all the pet food's flooding. It's yeah. wet, it's been, you can't use it, it's been contaminated. So we bring it, with, thanks to Chicken Soup for the Soul, we've been able to bring over 100,000 pounds of food mm. to that area. Oh. And I'm so grateful to Chicken Soup. We called them right away. They said, of course, we will ship you. And, and actually, today and the next, and tomorrow is when they're delivering all of this emergency food. Then we were called into Wood the Woodlands, which is a suburb of Houston in Montgomery County, where we've been overseeing shelter operations there. And uh, we're talking, these uh, is right now a couple hundred animals that have been brought in, cats and dogs, and there are 50 horses there and counting. We're providing for sheltering care and, of course, uh, veterinary care as well. And as of last night, the state of Louisiana activated our disaster response MOU, and they asked American Humane to come and run two mega shelters that are holding over 1,000 animals that have been displaced by um, by the path of Harvey. And so when I say this is our generation of Katrina, it truly is for the animals because it was such a large-scale disaster that it's really been a challenge because of the the path, the scope, and the fact that despite we learned lessons, it was just such a large storm that stayed in an unbelievable flood that so many animals and families have been impacted. So we have three areas that we're responding in two states with all of our rescue vehicles on the ground, and we have gosh, five or six boats on the ground, you know, dog food med- and cat food and medical supplies. It's been a, a, a quite an extensive response with American Humane. Wow, that's that's so impactful. And, and by now there's, you know, millions of people, you know, myself included and, and a lot of the people that I know here. And we're in Florida, so we've been impacted by hurricanes. And uh, so we fully understand it here. But the entire country is looking to see how could we help? How could we help the people and the animals? And um, how can we do this with this tragedy? Can you tell us how we could help? Well, I encourage everyone who's listening in today to visit AmericanHumane.org. You'll see our updated blogs and reports. Follow our social media and, and you know, see what we're doing. Uh, I also post on Twitter photos at, at Robin Ganser, but certainly at American Humane, where you get the latest uh, breaking updates. And, of course, if you can consider making a donation, this is going to be a very expensive and long-term response, a long-term humanitarian aid and relief provided to the great state of Texas and the great state of Louisiana for thousands of animals that we're going to be responsible for. So any donation would be greatly appreciated. Well, and I'm sure that there are people out there right now who are going to that web, to your website and AmericanHumane.org and looking to make a donation or seeing how they can help. And I also want to thank uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul because obviously they've helped with the food and there's so much that they do to help in the animal community in conjunction with you. And can you just let us know where people can learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul and the books and where they can purchase them? Yes, and again, if you're looking for something to read this fall, gift to, for gifts, you can uh, buy Chicken Soup for the Soul. The dog really did that. The cat really did that. And know that every single purchase does benefit American Humane's rescue work. You can buy them online, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. Go to your local bookstore, and they're there. And I'm going to tell you, these stories just 
in today's times when we need something happy, I can yes. tell you these stories can make you laugh and make you smile. I like to read one before I go to bed at night. It just kind of cheers me up and puts me in a good spot to help continue to fight the good fight for animals all over the world. Well, and on that note, I want to thank you for all that you do and for all that American Humane does on behalf of homeless shelter pets nationwide. And especially right now in disaster relief in this time of need, what you're doing and what I see, and I'm on your website, I uh, we have our Facebook, we've been posting things that you've been doing. I have to thank you because... You and American Humane, you're making a difference it, to people, to thousands and thousands and thousands of animals and pet parents who need you at this time. And I commend you and I thank you. And I thank you for taking the time to be on the show, too, because I know this is a really um, trying time and, and with all of the involvement that you have uh, with the Hurricane Harvey relief. I thank you very much. Thank you. Um, and again, uh, let's give out the information for people who want to make donations and want to learn more about how they could help. Would you mind giving that out, please? Absolutely. Please visit AmericanHumane.org uh, for more information about our first responders and the path of Hurricane Harvey, AmericanHumane.org. Thank you so much. Our prayers are with all of you. Thank you. We'll be back in just a moment. Hi, Doggy Diva Show listeners. Susan Marie here to take just a half a minute to let you know how much we appreciate your being with us every week to hear great dog tips you can use with your pet, some great stories about rescues, fostering, and some heartwarming stories about second chances for pets who are now in loving forever homes. Be sure to go to our website, thedoggydiva.com, to see pictures of Miss Olive and other dogs we talk about on the show and get to know us a little better. That's thedoggydiva.com, D-O-G-G-Y. We appreciate your feedback, too. Okay, let's get back to the show. Coming up, National Pet Memorial Day is on September 10th. Remember your pet in a special way. Stay tuned. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I have to tell you that I have found the most amazing soy-based candle. It looks good. It smells great. 
and it has just become an incredibly popular home accessory and gift for so many pet parents and for non-pet parents, just for the general population. Um, and it's by Pet House, and Pet House was created by founders David Newworth and Robert Eichner. And today we welcome Robert to our show, who's going to tell us about these fabulous products. Welcome, Robert. How are you? I'm doing great, Susan. Thank you. Happy to be here. Oh, we're happy to have you here. So can you tell us, you know, what brought you and David together and how this all started? Sure, sure. Well, first, David and I have been friends for 35 years. We were friends in middle school. So we've got a long history together. Um, But the business, we didn't really start doing business together for, I guess, we launched this line about three years ago. And so basically four years ago... David, David had until, until recently had a pet supply store. So, and we have two rescued cats. So we, David used to sell these candles. So we bought these candles from David and I noticed my wife, you know, my wife would want to always make sure that our house always smelled good having cats, you know, having cats and pets in the house. So I noticed, um, one of the things I noticed that well, about the candle she bought was first I was noticing my wife was taking the label off the candle. She didn't find, she didn't think she found it kind of unattractive. And then what I noticed even more though, is I noticed a lot of black smoke coming from the candle and we had it burning in the same place in the house for a while. And I noticed a black, a black stain on the ceiling from that smoke. So that kind of put the red flags to me. And I was like, gee, I wonder what that is. And I did a little research and I found out that that smoke comes primarily from paraffin, which is a petroleum byproduct, Mm -hmm. which I learned a lot of candles are made, a lot of candles are made from this, uh, are made from, from paraffin. So I did a bunch of research, and I kind of just thought about it, and I talked to David about it. I said, you know, I think we can do better. I think we can figure out how to make this so there's no smoke, and, and, and on top of that, create a product that looks great on somebody's coffee table because, you know, candles are as much of a home accessory as they are a utility of making your home smell great. So oh, that's absolutely. really how the business started. Can you tell us about your products and what makes them so unique and so wonderful? Because they definitely are. And the fact that they're soy-based makes such Mm -hmm. a difference. And not only as a pet parent, but as a candle person. And I am a real candle Mm -hmm. person. So can you tell Mm -hmm. us about your products? Sure. Um, so what, what makes the product unique firstly, and I think you, you know, you touched on it is, is, is they're soy-based. So there are other odor neutralizing products and even odor neutralizing candles. Um, on the market, but almost all of them are made with paraffin. Um, and that is because, um, typically paraffin does throw fragrance better than soy. We did a lot of research. We took about a year and we figured out a way to make a soy candle that threw fragrance and made your room smell just as good as if you had paraffin. So that's the one thing that makes it unique. Our candles also are, have no dye, have absolutely no dyes. Um, our candles are made with a hundred percent, uh, cotton wick. And every product we make has an odor neutralizing ingredient in it. So in addition to, you know, making your home smell great, there is an odor neutralizer in, in there as well. And I think that's, you know, those are the things that really make our product different from anything you see out there, uh, you know, in the retail world or in the, on the, on, in the online world. Absolutely. And you know what else I love? I love your sprays, your room freshening sprays. They're so light and they're not that cloying, heavy smell. Mm-hmm. And they could be layered with the candle, but, oh, my gosh, they're they're you know, my pets don't freak out because it doesn't fall down in a cloud onto the couch mm-hmm. or onto the furniture or onto the floor. Mm-hmm. It's very light and it's uh, and it neutralizes. I have three dogs, so it's very important to mm-hmm. me to keep my house smelling fresh. And that's I actually have the fresh citrus spray, and I just love it. So, can you tell us about the sprays? 
Sure. So we this we just uh, we just announced this line uh, at the Super Zoo show. It was roughly a month ago. It was a journey creating them. I think the biggest challenge for us was is to create uh, a product that worked really well, but didn't really have a lot of those icky ingredients. So if you happen to look at other room sprays. Um, or other, you know, or any other type of cleaning products, there's lots of things that they listed at the end of the ingredients mm-hmm. that in those little, you know, 12-letter words are usually um, preservatives. And if you kind of do a little research on those preservatives, you see they're pretty icky. A lot of them are toxic. So what took us a long time to really develop these sprays was to come out with one that did not have any of those icky ingredients. And you'll even notice that the, you know, the preservative that we use is a natural, is a natural preservative. So it took us a while to kind of to, to develop this and to get it to come out how we wanted, but again, without all those icky ingredients. I'm prone to migraines, and a lot of things mm-hmm. that things I've tried in my home will trigger from the scent, and mm-hmm. this has such a, a, a neutral, um, it's not a cloying scent, and you're right, everything is natural that's in it. So it, it really doesn't affect me, which I don't know if there's migraine people out there or people with allergies, but this is really great for that. No, thank you. We get that a lot, that a lot of people who are very sensitive to fragrance uh, find they don't have nearly that same amount of sensitivity with our products. And I think that's because all the fragrances we used are IFRA, um, are, are IFRA compliant, meaning they're non-toxic, they're allergen-free. We don't, as I mentioned, we don't use any dyes in any of our products. And, and I think that makes a big difference. You have so many scents with your candles, and I think there's four with your house sprays. Can you just tell us some of the scents? Because the scents, I mean, I have your Christmas candle, which is absolutely, I love it. In fact, I use Christmas candles all year round, by the way. That that <laughs> scent is so clean and so fresh. And, and people, when they come sure. in my house, they notice it. They don't notice the animals, you know, where I have dog beds in almost mm-hmm. every single room, but they do notice that my house smells so fresh. So can you tell us some of the scents that you have? Sure, sure. We have, it's funny, we, we have now, I think we have 26 or 28 fragrances at this point, so it's even hard for me to keep track of. <laughs> So I, I'll tell you that the top sellers year-round. I was just going to ask, what's your best seller? Yeah. Probably year-round when you go over, remember, it's very seasonal, but if you kind of average it over the 12 months, our top fragrances are probably lavender green tea, fresh citrus, sun-washed cotton, which is that fresh laundry, mm-hmm. is that fresh laundry fragrance that a lot of people really love. And now that we get into, we're starting to get into fall, so we will start selling uh, a tremendous amount of pumpkin spice. We, we always joke that as soon as uh, Starbucks starts advertising their pumpkin spice latte, we have to start making pallets and pallets of our pumpkin spice candles. The minute you said um, it, that's, that's the first thing yeah. that came in my head. <laughs> yep, yep. So, and so as fall rolls on, we have pumpkin spice and we have apple cider. We're releasing in about a week and a half, we're releasing our two new fall fragrances. One is red currant and what is what we, one is what we call autumn harvest. And then uh, as we move into winter, we have some wonderful winter fragrances. You, you mentioned Holidays for All, so that's a really classic Christmas mm-hmm. fragrance. We have an evergreen forest, which is always probably our top seller for, for winter. And then this year we'll have a two new ones. We'll have sugar cookies, and we'll have, a, uh, we'll have a and we'll have a fragrance called Fireside, which kind of smells like you're sitting in front of your sitting oh, in front of your nice. fire. Nice. I may have to branch yeah. out. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, and you know, you you do have one candle that I find to be extremely special. And for people such as myself who 
Not only do I have pets that go over the bridge, but I like to do something special for, you know, people that I know whose pets go over the Rainbow Bridge. And you have the most beautiful candle, and I'm telling you, it is gorgeous. It's the Forever Loved Memorial Candle. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. Um, when we started the business, um, we we thought that this would be a, just a great idea for a product, primarily because we've all had pets, we've all lost pets, we all know people that have lost pets, and one of the challenges is how do you commemorate your own pet, you know, and remember your own mm-hmm. pet when it passes, but also when, when you have a friend who lost a pet, you know, what do you give them? What, do you, what can you do for them? And it's always such a challenge. Um, and so we've all, we had a lot of customers right off the bat when we launched the business ask us about this, and this is like two years ago. And the challenge that we had was was just trying to design it. You know, what is what is that supposed to look like? What should a memorial candle look like? On, on one hand, we didn't want it to be like an armband or depressing, um, but it couldn't be fun and playful. So it really took us a long time to get our heads around what the proper design would be. That really felt that really felt serious, but at the same time was uplifting. And we're really happy with how it came out. And um, we get a lot of letters from people and emails from people about how good this made, you know, this product made them felt when they were able to give it someone or when they received one themselves. And, you know, I have to tell you that I keep a memory box for each of my pets that go. And believe me, I've been in rescue for years, so I had a lot of pets. And But as they go, mm-hmm. you want to have some – I do a memory box, and it's so nice to have something like this because not, not only is it beautiful, but it's, you know, it's it's peaceful. And people who give me gifts, I always keep everything. So I always say I really want to give something that honors their pet and that they can actually use in their home to rem- sure. every time they look at it, they'll see their pet. And then when it's gone, they could put it in a memory box. But, you know, with September 10th being National Pet Memorial Day, what a way to remember your pet and honor your pet. This is so perfect. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful that, you know, that you're bringing this up. I mean, it was one of the things that we had. In, and, you know, that was really the inspiration behind it was to really find a really wonderful solemn way to, you know, an uplifting way to, re- to remember your to remember your your pet. Well, you guys are successful because I'm telling you that it's perfect. Let's let everyone know where they can learn more about you, David, Pet House, and most important, where to purchase all these wonderful products. Sure, sure. I'd be happy to. So first of all, you can go on our site, which is oneforallpet.com. So our company, our line of Pet House candles, are, our company is called One for F-U-R All. So it's oneforallpets.com. Um, our whole pet house line can also be uh, purchased on Amazon. So if you're a Prime member, it's really easy because you get free shipping on just about all of our products. And those are the two, and, Chew- and, Chewy- and Chewy.com. And go on our site and look at uh, look at our store locator, and you can find a retail store, you know, hopefully near you. We're in probably close to a 1,000 stores at this point. Wow, that's fabulous. And one thing I want to let the listeners know, because this is so important to me and to, um, to the listeners, is the fact that you actually pay it forward and help many, many homeless pets across the country. Can you just tell us a little bit about how, by purchasing these products it helps to pay it forward sure well we always donate to rescues i mean we get emails all the time for for rescues that are doing fundraisers and are looking for products for gift bags and we you know we do that very very frequently um the other thing we do one of the things we do multiple times a year is what we call a rescue fundraiser program so rescues um sign up with us um they they we give them a unique link 
and they send that unique link out to all of their stakeholders, all of their donors, all of their all the people who uh, adopt and rescue and rescue uh, animals. And for everybody who clicks on that link and buys something on our site, we donate 20% to that rescue. Oh, that's and fabulous. we've done that with probably, we've probably done that with well over 100 rescues at this point and donated a lot of money and, and it works out great and we love doing it. You know, we here at the Doggy Diva Show, and of course my little co-host, Miss Olive, love really good products, products that we use in our home, and also when it's paid forward. So I have to tell you that Miss Olive has, she's in Sun, featured in Suncoast Pet Magazine, and she has mm-hmm. a column called Miss Olive's Favorite Things. And what we'd like to do is have Pet House Candles in our holiday issue as one of Miss Olive's Favorite Things, because we love your product and we love what you do for the animals. No, that's wonderful. Thank you very much. Yes, so that will be out at, in November, December, but we wanted to let everybody know that this is going to be one of the features because it's, it's you know, when you walk the walk and talk the talk, that's very important, and that's what this is all about. And you have beautiful products, and we love them in our home. So let's get... Oh, Susan, thanks so much. Oh, no, that's fine. I'm, it's my pleasure because we believe in what you're doing. Now, just if you could give out your website one more time so that the listeners can... I'm sure they're going to hop on and want to buy these uh, because it, it does. It makes a difference in your home. And they're pretty. <laughs> sure. Oh, sure. It's one O-N-E-F-U-R-A-L-L pets.com. So, again, it's one for all pets. Well, I thank you very much, Robert, and I thank you for all that you're doing for the animals and also for uh, keep coming up with these great products because we love them. Uh, thanks so much, Susan. Thank Wonderful you. To have you on the show. Oh, our pleasure. Thank you, and you have a great day. Coming up, paying final respects to your pets as they cross the Rainbow Bridge. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back, everyone. Well, pet funerals or pet memorials are becoming as popular in paying tribute to a person at time of death. Well... Pets are our family members, and it's important for pet parents to honor them in their final day of life. Well, we have someone with us today who has founded a company to help us do just that. We have with us Ben Riggin, the founder of Paw Pods. Hey, Ben, how are you? Welcome. Great, Susan. How are you today? Good, good. Now, Paw Pods is a unique product. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about you and your background? Oh, yeah. I'm an avid pet lover, uh, father of twin one-year-old boys. And um, about nine years ago, I um, had my first loss um, of family members, uh, of pet family members, and uh, really found that the system was broken out there, and that's why we created Paw Pots. So the inspiration was one of your own pets? 
Absolutely. I had two Springer Spaniels, and uh, one had gotten very sick, and they were very old. Um, and I had to take them into the clinic one day. I thought I was going to be able to walk out of there, you know, with a diagnosis of what was wrong with them. And uh, But that told us that euthanization would be the best option. And I uh, really wanted to bury them at home. Uh, my parents owned some property, and, and we wanted to put them on where we always ran the dogs. Um, and when I asked for uh, the body sack, they gave them back to me in blue cadaver bags, which are glorified garbage bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that's, and I think that, you know, sometimes we, when we're going into that final day, sometimes we don't even know it's the final day. It's probably not something that you even think about. And in reading about you and learning about you, it's so important the way you handle this. And 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 just tell us about what paw pods are, so the listeners will have a better understanding of what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, so they are a, we find that it's the paw pod experience. It's a dignified way to bury your pet at home. So no more garbage bags or cardboard boxes. Um, we made an eco-friendly pet burial casket that um, to every consumer because during that time we had up in the vet clinic. And, and so they, um, each casket or pod, we call them, is made out of bamboo, rice husks, and cornstarch. And um, what uh, every pod comes with a card, so that the family members can sign the card and plant uh, it along with the pod or the urn, and perennial wildflowers grow as a living memorial. Well, you know, I have to tell you, and and I'm going to go to a personal story. We had fish, which, you know, we used to go out and take them and kind of bury them at sea, and I'd make my own little container. You actually have a fish pod. Um, yeah, absolutely. So we started with the canine and feline sites, just from personal experience. That's what we were, you know, really getting into. And, um, you know, soon after we launched our, our medium and large size pod, uh, the parents really started reaching out to us and saying, Hey, what about my child's guinea pig or their hamster? And, and so we created a whole line of pocket pet size caskets because those are usually buried in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, all the way down to a goldfish casket, which is usually a child's first dealing with loss, um, especially of a pet. And so really here it is such a great healing process for the kid, but it's a teaching tool for parents to discuss, you know, the grieving process and what, you know, uh, the death process to their children. And you actually have steps, you guide people through creating their own pet funeral, which is, I think, amazing because sometimes people can't even think at a time like that. You you take people through the process of how to help, like, kind of enhance that transition, especially if you have children uh, or family members that are taking it hard. This is a great way of closure. Well, thank you. Yeah, and um, each one of our pods, and to go on that, Susan, um, each one of our pods, we found that, um, children love to paint on them or write goodbye messages on them, and it's a really big part of the healing process. Uh, even for adults too, uh, we 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 can get over, we can support our grieving through art. We have fun. Yeah, and now, can pet owners personalize the pet pods for their pets? Uh, absolutely. Um, so they can paint on them. They can write their goodbye messages. Um, we've had kids, you know, bedazzle, you know, blue uh, uh, charms onto them. Um, write goodbye notes and put them inside the casket. And 
it's been a, and, and we're learning things every day through our consumers of different ways people are personalizing them. And I think it's so beautiful because you could close photos. You could, I mean, you could put uh, love letters. You know, a, a child can write a, a letter to the pet. I mean, so that is as the, the you know, as they're accepting the death, the the child or the family members transitioning into that feeling of sorrow and loss. And this is a great way to help sort of help people get through it. You're, you're, it's still a part of the process doesn't just end. You're still a part of it. And once you bury it, it's in your yard and aren't there seeds or is there um, something else that happens so that you can always remember where the pet's buried? Uh, yeah. So every uh, pet comes with a seeded sympathy card that um, say a pets never really leave us and the family um, can sign the card or the pet owner, and plant it on top of the pod, and perennial wildflowers grow at the living memorial, and every pair will be remembered, you know, with these beautiful flowers that you're, you know, of all the good memories that you had with your beloved pet. I think that's so special because even as, you know, you're burying your pet or there's a sense of closure there, you're going to have these beautiful wildflowers growing and it'll be like, uh, it's like a series of life, like some something you know, alive is coming out of it. And it's just so wonderful. I think that it, it puts a, um, a, a heartwarming or a heart rendering, um, sort of spin on this, the way when your pet dies, how people transition. I know myself, I'm horribly emotional at that time. So to see, when I saw something like this, I thought, what a great way for, you know, for pet parents to help them and pet parents with children to help them to help uh, them transition into the process that, you know, of the burial of their pet. Now, can you tell us how pet pods like helps us with the grieving process? Um, I, I believe that, you know, with our whole experience of, you know, holding that backyard um, ceremony, and it's really important that parents uh, are truthful to their children about this uh, process. You don't want to say that they, you know, went away or they went to the farm, um, or even, you know, we found out that saying go, they went to sleep because children, you know, then don't want to go to sleep or they don't want their family members mm-hmm. to go to sleep. Um and so if you can just take it head on and say, hey, this is going to happen in life. We are, you know, this is all, you know, we all know that one day, our, you know, we're not going to be here anymore. And, and, and just really explaining that to your children and they understand it and they want to be a part of it. And it really does help them later in life deal with loss of maybe a family member. Um, and, you know, just having that, that way to draw on them and write your goodbyes and have that ceremony in the back instead of just, you know, maybe taking to the vet and leaving it there or having to come home with your, you know, pet of, you know, anywhere from 8 to 14 years that's become part of the family in a garbage bag or a or a cardboard box and, and putting them into the ground. Our, our pots are very sturdy um, and they take three to five years to, uh, uh, start to break down in the environment. And so it's letting Mother Nature and uh, do its, you know, co-op with the pets, uh, you know, really let the pet become part of the earth again and rejuvenate. I mean, you know, our thing at Pawpaws is that pets never really leave a carbon footprint on this earth. So we don't want to leave one in their memory either. That's beautiful. And, you know, as I looked at some of the photos that you had, I mean, it's so, it's so heartwarming to see the children because they painted pictures on the 
the pod of their dog or they wrote little I love you's or, you know, I'll always love you. And I think something like that in, is, is, and you make a process of it and, um, you create your own funeral, as we said, so that there's a whole process and a whole sense of closure and there's a place for them to go visit, you know, their pet. It's there in the yard or wherever they decide to bury it. And again, those flowers, those spring, beautiful spring flowers will come up and it'll be something that's like forever there. It's a perennial flower. It's it, that's beautiful. Now, for the listeners who want to learn more about paw pods, uh, where to purchase paw pods, or just to learn more about it, where can they go? Um, they can go to our website, which is www.pawpods.com. Um, we have a lot of helpful tools on there about throwing, you know, having a backyard ceremony. Um, we're also sold in Amazon, um, so if they're a Prime member, we understand that uh, speed is um, sometimes needed, uh, the quickness of the delivery, um, especially if you didn't know that it was going to happen so fast, um, as well as Bed Bath & Beyond and uh, you know hundreds of retailers across the country. Well, Ben, I have to thank you because... Um with Sunday being Pet Mem- National Pet Memorial Day, this is such an important, can become such an important part of our lives in helping people to, you know, with their pets, helping them at their final moments and giving peace to the family, knowing that it your pet will still always be a part of you and, and they could be a part of the process. So I have to thank you. You've taken a very sensitive subject and you've done a beautiful job with it. So thank you for being a guest, and I hope that the listeners go to pawpods.com to learn more about this wonderful product. And thank you, Susan. Thank you for letting us share our story with your listeners as well. It's our pleasure, and thank you very much. All right. Thank you. We would like to thank our guests this week. And also, as our doggy divas always say, please love your pets because they love you unconditionally. And please remember to adopt foster, spay, neuter, and microchip. And as always, please have a great Diva Week, everyone. That's all for this episode of The Doggy Diva Show. To find out more, go to our website, thedoggydiva.com. Also, find us on our Facebook page, The Doggy Diva Show, and tell your fellow dog lovers about it. Don't miss Susan Marie, Miss Olive, and The Doggy Divas right here for the next episode. See you again soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.